Good. <laughs> Good morning. Shee. Welcome to snack time. Uh, Matt, how are you? <laughs> um, I'm very good. How about you? Yeehaw. I'm exhausted, man. You this yeehaw. The uh, the gym just like fucked me up today, man. I don't know what it was. Man, that's rough. It's almost like you. Well, I mean, like to I took yourself- like five days off from work. Damn. It's almost like you have to put yourself through pain to uh, look sexy. To gain. You know? To gain. You know. Damn, I have, to look, I have to look good while naked. That's the whole thing. Uh, yeah, I just want random people coming up to me again. That's that was my favorite part about being. Yeah, that was a that was a great. That was, that's always nice. Yeah, but you have a wife. You can't you can't be worrying about this sort of shit. Um, nah, nah. I'm talking about at work when they're like, "Did you lose weight, dude? You looking look at your arms, man." And I'm like, "Listen, it's clear that our priorities listen. are different." <laughs> 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 She's Louise, oh, guy, Mister P. You fucking self righteous with my friends over here. Mm. Mm-hmm. Can't help it. Anyway, welcome to yeah. let me let me try to get my energy back up. Welcome to snack time, uh, offshoot of the Anything Bowl, where we keep it one topic, one single thing, usually twenty to thirty minutes, depending on how passionate we get about this topic. And today, you know what's funny is last week I said that it was number two of three because I knew we were going to do this today. But I think at this rate, it's going to be like this is number three of eight or something. But welcome to week three of the tier lists. We, uh, you know, we like ranking stuff. We ranked Call of Duty a couple months ago when we first started the podcast. We ranked the shit out of all of our favorite artists and movie series and whatever. And it's clear, like, in the three years since that's happened, <clears throat> tier lists, people love much more than rankings. No kidding. And since we haven't done these in three years, man, uh, I say we should just fucking try and do all of them. I think our taste is very updated, so uh, let's see exactly. how this goes. Exactly. You know? A lot changes in three years. So today... You know, to celebrate the death of Panic at the Disco, we're doing the Panic at the Disco tier list. All of the albums, including <clears throat> the four live albums. Yeah. Uh, man. Man. I don't. Here we I, I want to say this is going to be the definitive, but Viva is also only like eight months old, six eight months old. Yeah. So I'm sure if we do this again in a year or two, my my opinion will change on it anyway. Maybe me too. I mean, maybe not. We'll see. But uh, we'll get into that. <laughs> all, right. Uh, all right, man. I started last week. I think it's your turn to start. I started last week. Oh no no no! You're right. No, I started. No, last you're week. right. You're right. Ladies first. Excuse me. Oh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, okay. So the first album is a fever. You can't sweat out. Um, honestly, groundbreaking album. Can't say Back. enough about it. I think, you know, when I where was I when I first listened to this album? I was in high school, like a lot of people. Except the only difference is this came out like what two thousand. Five, 2004? I think so. 2005, 2006. Something like that, right? Man. Yeah. 2005. I was a sad little boy. I didn't know how to express it. But then this fucking thing came along. It's like Baroque pop. It's fucking power punk. You know, pop rock. Electronic. I mean, early 2000s electronic is a different conversation, but these guys do it really well. Because it blends (laughs) really well. I don't know what it is. Oh, yeah. Surprisingly short album, too. (sighs) Yeah, short. But... You know, there's a lot of um, I don't know, there's a lot of storytelling on this album. Like, it's kind of it's kind of like Sweeney Todd esque. Like, especially like what Bill God then will talk is like that fucking interpolation. It's like Ray drops and roses and girls in white dresses. White dresses and it's classic, man. Um, I'm gonna that's fact. And then, dude, the transition from "But It's Better If You Do" to "I Write Sins" will always be one of my favorite fucking things. Oh, it's fantastic. You know, I mean, even uh, difference between Marty Dom is always great. You know, I feel like. Uh, I think it's tax for breakfast. Don't ever get enough credit either. Um, there's a bunch of stuff. Uh, tables is a good one too. So, 
Time to Dance, I think, is probably my favorite song on this album. Dude, and that, that's only happened from the last dude, few the years. The breakdown in that song is fucking immaculate. Oh my it's god. It's also just mixed very loud. But I'm okay with it because it's yeah, like, exactly. I'm pretty sure it, it's deliberate. Because with the sense and the I don't know what it is, but with the sense, it like it's not like the sense are main <laughs> thing. But it, <laughs> it adds like a different like texture to the whole album. Because yeah. it feels it, Dude, it feels like a fall away record, but he made it electronic and more Exactly. Blow, you know, it's, so. it's all you did was turn one of the dials from Fallout Boy to like to like some weird whatever shit. and yeah. now it's different. I can't wait for our opinions to change so much too. Yeah. We're gonna get by the time we get from here to like Viva, you're gonna be like, man, listen, I know what I said about that first album in this band, but and you hoping for that? <laughs> but anyway, I'm I'm, put, I'm gonna put this in the S category, top tier. Cannot complain. Honestly, yeah. I think yeah, I'll, I'll agree with you. It's it's kind of hard to find a song that I don't like on here that I can't come back to because every single one is so unique yeah. and different. That you could be in whatever mood and you're like, no, nah, right now I feel like lying is the most fun a girl can have without taking her clothes off. It's such a fucking good song. It's amazing. Whew. But yeah, I think <laughs> enough said about that. You know, it's enough dick riding on that album, but it's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> um, Great album. Moving onward. Um, things got pretty odd from there with Pretty Odd. Um, honestly, so I remember... The Black when, Sheep. I remember when you first showed me this album, actually, because I think that was kind of like when we first started becoming friends. Yeah. And, um... So, I mean, I didn't get into them until at least sophomore year of high school. Yeah, so, like, I think we were both, like, in band at that time more closely. And then you, show, mm-hmm. you showed me, and I was like, eh, I don't know. It's not emo enough for me. Not enough, yeah. you know? Panic at the Disco tries Beatles. So, I tried it, and I was like, wow, this is different. But I kind of like it, though. But it really didn't click mm-hmm. for me until, like, a lot later on. Because, like, I think I went to other albums besides this at the time. I mean, I was more in my My Chem phase. So, I was listening to a lot more, like, Black Parade and yeah. Danger Days. I mean, even Much harder in comparison. But see, like, a left turn to me that I liked was Danger Days. A left turn, like, Pretty Odd was not something that I liked too much. So, it was kind of like... Well, because Danger Days was a left turn. Pretty Odd was, like, a complete 180. Exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, in that regard, you know, <clears throat> I have to respect a lot of what they were trying to do. And, again, like, just... You know what it is, though? If... I'll honestly say that if Fever was a Brendan album, Pretty Eye was definitely a Ryan Ross album. And there's nothing wrong a with fact. that. I think, you know, at the end of the day, like, there's definitely a peak of different interests there. Um, there's a couple mm-hmm. good songs on here, obviously. There's, like, That Green Gentleman, which is always a fucking classic. N- Nine yes. in the Afternoon, which, I mean... There's a lot of so Reddit. Tired of that song. There's a lot of Reddit debate on what Nine in the Afternoon really is. Because not, is Nine in the Afternoon... It's drugs. Well, hold on. <laughs> I'm talking about the time of day. I'm not talking about what the inference is. Okay. It's just saying it's like, it can nine in the afternoon be considered at night or in the morning or both? Because it's like, you think about it, it's still PM, 9 PM. So it's slightly in the afternoon. But at the same time though, when you consider afternoon, there's daylight. So you can also consider 9 AM. So it gets kind of tricky, you know, unless you... I don't know. Is, is anything I'm making saying sense? Probably not. But <laughs> not really. No, that's okay. <laughs> but you know what? I've given this time, I've given this album some time to to fester and yeah. You know, it's just my personal taste. I gotta give it a B, man. Like I don't know. It's it's okay. It's good, but it's like it's not my favorite. But it, it's still like if it yeah. comes on, I'm listening to the whole thing. So that's where I stand with it. You know what? So on my side, I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with you. I'm gonna give it a B. I think it was definitely the black sheep, especially when you you Brendan and I did the uh, the original ranking. This was always near the bottom, yeah. And I think that's because it's just such a complete 180, and it's so easy for people to write it off. The same way that I think people have written off Viva because it's so different. But then with time and with uh, 
you know, a different ear and you listen to it differently, even though it's so different, it's it's different, but it's still good. You know, like nothing to me hits like Northern Downpour when the day met the night. Uh, I hate Matt as Rabbits and that's always going to happen. Matt is right. Yeah. The piano knows something I don't, man. Dude, I'll, I'll like blast the speaker in the morning when we're stocking and this song will come on or uh, I think it's folking around and people will look at me and be like, how did you just go from like <laughs> fucking Ice Nine Kills to whatever this is? And I'm like, listen, man, different tastes. That was it's, okay to, it's okay to like different stuff. That was me when I was playing like Vices to, <clears throat> I, we'll get into it in a minute, but Chic- um, mm. Live in Chicago holds a special place in my heart. But um that's oh we fuck we skipped one already huh what do you mean oh, oh we already skipped one you right the, the live album from 2006 well, well we'll get to it in a minute let's talk about this one real quick yeah yeah, yeah. but um, okay okay the yeah pretty odd, pretty odd gets a b it's it's still to me incredibly solid i don't see myself going back to it now as much because it was very much so like a junior senior year kind of album for me yeah but it's still you know comes on i'm not gonna skip it not for sure um moving on we're yeah, we skipped one because I guess before I think Pretty Eye came out in what two thousand seven, two thousand eight. Eight, yeah. yeah, there was like I think a live in Chicago there. came in two thousand six. So no, no, no. See, seven. so what happened was two thousand five was uh, uh, Fever, and then there's this red one, the iTunes Sessions, two thousand six. Pretty Odd oh, is two thousand eight, and then Live in Chicago yeah, yeah, yeah. is like the Pretty Odd tour. So I'm gonna be honest with you. So going to the first live itunes session i never really listened to it i'll be honest with you i think it's such a uh, departure i think the only thing was there the okay computer cover on this one or no no there's a uh do yourself a favor by the way if you ever get the chance (laughs) this is the audience too you will not be disappointed brennan yuri obviously is a pretty big fan of radiohead so i think the one time it's probably like one of my favorite live performances they did um creep no it wasn't that creep it was something else oh my god uh, actually no i think it was creep <laughs> yeah by radiohead it was so good dude no i'm sorry it was a different song it's a popular song but um man sometimes no idea man i've never gotten into radiohead well no 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 but i mean like th- this cover almost like got me pretty much into it but um oh, I, can't, okay. I can't believe i forgot the song name because I, I don't want to say it's Creep, because I know Creep is a different song. I'm sure it'll click in your head in a little while. I'm sure it will. I'll probably just... We'll be like four later. albums deep, and you're like, oh, shit, I remember. <laughs> 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 or I could just go... No, nah, dude, live <laughs> session, the uh, the iTunes exclusive is so different. Like, it, it's in such a low register of his voice. It's, you know, All of Fever is just such a weirder vibe by comparison. You compare it to, like, the, the alternative and the pop punk of the day. But it's it's just... I don't know. It takes a, a specific taste. Yeah. I think I'm, I'm definitely going to have to also give it like a, a C tier. I'm giving it because you got to be in a very specific mood for it. And there's not a lot of variety there. Yeah. I mean, I'm a, I'm but a, I still like, yeah, I like it. Get, do yourself a favor. Listen to it, but it's better if you do on that album. I'm only giving it a D tier because I just haven't listened to it. So I can't say. Much. And that's fine, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I will. <clears throat> All right. Let's, let's, let's do, I think, I think you enjoy this one much more than I do. This uh live in Chicago. Oh yeah, live in Chicago. I remember I used to play this. I was like blasting this like junior senior year, and I think <laughs> this one kind of made me think like that maybe Pretty Eye was just meant to be like a live album because everything just sounds yeah. a lot better this way. Between all the instrumentals and then of course you have the alternative um, acoustic Dude, the cuts on the backside. Versions. They're pretty good, man. Oh my god, behind the sea. Holy fuck. <laughs> 
See, but these to me are like, you know, if you look at it like there's a dial for, (laughs) if if you look at pretty odd, like there's a a dial for the, uh, the Ryan Ross dial. I feel like pretty odd. You turn the Ryan Ross dial up to a nine or a 10, but then the alternate versions turn it down to like a five or a six. And it sits so much better to me. Like you can really feel the beauty in the songs when there's not too much going on. That's what I'm saying. And that's really what carries the whole ep for me because it's like exactly you know i think it's just something about just chill songwriting <clears throat> and just a chill atmosphere with it all which again i like the bombasticness of the original album yeah and even the live performances again like you're brennan giving it all like the band's playing great like it's like mm-hmm. it's like a peak panic moment not to mention exactly. you know, like the interplay between you know the new stuff and the old stuff i mean if you I'm pretty sure, and I bet you I could put money on it, if you compared the first iTunes sessions to this EP here, the quality Night even day. between like fever, fever uh, songs being played live is outstanding. So, Oh, I'm sure. Because of that. But it's also, you just got to listen to that first iTunes live, because you're going to, you're expecting one thing, it's going to be a fucking polar opposite. Oh, I'm sure. Like, I'm not, <laughs> I, I'm not disregarding it by any means. I just have a special place in my heart for this one. So, mm. so it's going in an A category for me. Oh, you're giving it an A? I'm going to give it a B. I'll give it a B right in front of Pretty Odd, <sighs> only because the alternative versions are better than the originals. That's fair. That's fair. Moving on, hey, Word. Uh-huh. Oh, he's doing a thing. He's doing a thing. He's doing a laundry thing. This is going to be classic. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. All right, all right. Moving Dude, on. Dude, this is what I do. On Tuesdays, I got to get the laundry done. Then you don't have to worry about it. Tuesdays is closed day. Money laundering. Exactly. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right, all right. What's okay. the next one? I'm right, moving onward. So they had the live album, blah blah blah, this and that, and then something happened. Um, Ryan Ross, and this sounds fucked up to say. I don't even remember the other guy's name. It sounds fucked up nope. to say. I well, think, I to think be his name fair, was, he left. Well, which is, I, or, I feel bad. Not, not that he left, but he, one of the members left after Fever, and it was a new guy. I think his name pretty like John or something like that. No, who cares? I don't know. He was Ryan's friend. I'm pretty sure. Of course yeah. he was. But <laughs> but um, you know, this is where the split happened, and this is where the sound just completely diversifies. So yes, the, this is the, the start of the Brendan Urie the, the Panic yeah. at the Disco era. Yeah, I mean, and with all due credit, it's like you know, wow, how can I? How can I fucking forget his name? I'm, I'm the fakest Spencer. fan. Of, there you go. Yeah. It was the, those two took on the world. So <clears throat> we've reached vices. Now, I already know where you're going to put this album. Oh, you'd know damn well. <laughs> Nothing has changed for me in the last couple of years with this album. And you know what? I'm probably going to be somewhat close, but not entirely. So I remember when I was put onto this, I was like, you know, this was like, this is like diet fever because they go back to the whole Baroque thing. It's kind of like, yeah, it's kind of yeah. broke more, but more driven. I mean, to be fair too, there's a couple of uh, like Ryan Ross, like, like songs they wrote around pretty odd, yeah. but they were demos. Like you could still find them like nearly witches. You can find the original demo online. Yeah. And I mean, it, I, well, I mean exactly that though. It feels like very tinged of that, you know? So, um, I think because of that type of resemblance, I was like, yeah, I don't know. But then, you know. I think the biggest thing was really kind of understanding where it was coming from. And there's mm-hmm. a real big difference because it's like, it's less of the, I mean, you still have those emo, um, emo aesthetics to it, obviously that doesn't leave yes. here, but there's so much more of like a, I mean, for that time, especially like a pop rock sound, 
that mm-hmm. I don't think you really could get with anybody else at the time. Or you probably could, but it wouldn't even match up to the type of, I think, aesthetic that what Brennan was kind of putting out on this one. And um, Yeah. This is, to me, where they peaked. Yeah, and you know, I mean, there's a, I mean, not even just the bass track list, but you and I have talked about it multiple times about the bonus tracks, you know? That's what really yeah. carries this album, too. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I mean... The Nearly Witches demo is definitely a big uh, talking point. The Calendar is a fantastic song. I think I think my favorite song off the record right now, my top three, I mean the main single, Ballad of Mona Lisa, Trade Mistakes. Um, Great. And um, Sarah's Smile. I always love that song. Like oh, It's so good. Yeah. yeah if I'm ever what th- about Ready to Go, man? Nearly Witches. I'm the ready calendar. to go. Always. Kaleidoscope eyes. Oh, glory. I want to be free. Turn off the lights. Every fucking song is a banger. Kaleido- okay. Kaleidoscope eyes is pretty good. Actually, you know what's really funny? Bing. Remember when you showed me like fresh, or it was like junior year, how to do mm. uh, the MP3s to iTunes? And oh, I yeah, could you sing. just rip stuff? So it's funny because like if I look on, I usually like for me, like when I look for music to play, I go to the artist page. But when mm. I go to my library, I forgot. It's like, holy shit. I have all these bonus songs I downloaded and I never played them. Exactly. So it's kind of a nice little little nugget to go back to. Oh my god, dude! I was so extra. I'm still so extra with this album. I went out of my way like during COVID to buy a, a portable, not port, an external CD player. Yeah. To rip the CD of the Deluxe Vices version, so I don't have to have the horrific MP3 ripped quality. I can have the CD quality. This man got the flack. <laughs> I did honestly. Like oh it was. God. It was worth it. Uh, tell me, where are you putting this album? I'm gonna put it. Mm, I'm gonna put it A tier right above Chicago. I'm gonna put it S tier above Fever because to me this is this album holds such a good spot in my heart, man. This album came out. No, I uh, actually Christmas my sophomore year, the first serious girlfriend I had, she bought me this hard copy CD. Yeah, and you know that was like the start of me getting into it. And then by senior year, I would you know I came back to it. I learned about the deluxe versions and whatever, and downloaded. And then it's just been a nonstop thing of like maybe every fall or every couple of years i'll come back to this album and be like holy shit like, what the how fuck? could i forget <laughs> yeah man i mean the way you felt about that was the way i felt about mania these past two weeks so i hear you that's fair yeah so you know album release whatever of course there's a little nuggets mm-hmm. in between so of course they uh they pulled out a, another itunes live session from 2011 um, oh that's right dude this one was really good i think what really impressed me about this one I, I forget the track list entirely, but I, you know, he played some classic tracks off this one. Um, I think. Here, let me find it for you. We got ready to go, but it's better if you do new perspective. Mm-hmm. Nine in the afternoon, the calendar, the- and they closed with sins. See that the new perspective that was a fire ass song. We should. Yeah. I, I would add it. I would put it that in S T R already if we're just doing song. exactly, dude. That song. <laughs> that song also like solidifies our like. We can call it senior year, but like end of college. Yeah, it kind of feels like our outro uh, theme. Exactly. You know? <laughs> um, I, would, I would put New Perspective in S tier. Oh, for sure. Um, but, you know, I think, yeah, Brennan was really in his vocal bag at this point in time. Yeah, dude. I this is where, as, as a live performer, he peaked to me. Not because he was like a, what is it? Not because he, he really, like, hit the fan or something after Vices, but it was it was the cross point between, like, him beginning to learn and, like, take some vocal lessons and learning whatever and, like just kind of not giving a shit the same way he had been since the start. <clears throat> yeah. And it was before he'd like, you know, now it's, it's over the Viva tour. And even during pray for the wicked, it's, it's clear that he's got some 
deterioration of his chords after touring so much and for so long. And now it's it's he uses those screaming high notes as kind of like safety protections. Shit, we're like, oh my, I'm not gonna hit this note. Let me put it in a different spot in my my whatever. But at this point, he's just like, he's yelling, he's doing weird screamo stuff, he's hitting the notes, he's belting like a motherfucker, man. This is where live for them peaked, at least to me. Yeah, I mean, you know, with anything, the thing is, you see a lot of um, performers go for a long time. There's mm-hmm. like, for instance, like what you were just mentioning it before, especially with the 2006 sessions, a lot of singers i mean even you too i'm sure you're probably included in this group there's certain songs where you have to just take the key down or register down because it's like it's about it's endurance you know a lot of times too see but also at this point is before he did that you know you could really nothing hurt me as much as we'll we'll get to it during death of bachelor but when you you put out an album and it's here and you know i get why you have to do it but then for every single live thing you're going to put it down like four steps like yeah i get it but no of course and it's it's like slightly disappointing because it's like it's like, yeah. like with the best kind words, it's like going trying to go see a circus act, but <laughs> but where's the where's the clowns? Where's the ring? Where's the ringmaster? You know, mm-hmm. and it's like where's the where's the where's the, where's the, where's all the cool shit? You know, exactly. Not saying that exactly. it's not cool, but you know, um, yeah, no. It, but that's why you see a lot of artists too, especially singers, are like they rely on the backing track. <clears throat> They'll do like the classic tricks, like oh, you sing this part, yeah. and they'll have them sing a whole fucking verse, <laughs> like, <laughs> you know. So, but again, exactly. I mean, to be it's, fair though, it's it's, it's, a, it's it's a game, man. It's a game. You gotta homies writing like, these songs that are so incredibly vocally demanding. Dude, especially I mean, on the latest album, I think uh, it's probably some of the yeah. most. So, but you know, know what? After seeing him live, it's surprising that he could do basically the whole album in the in <clears throat> the original key. Yeah, dude. I mean, sure, especially being off for so long and all this jazz. So, yeah, but but yeah, really, five years. But really, bringing it back, it's a good live album. Nice little acoustic set. So I think I'm probably gonna have exactly. to put it. I'm gonna put it in the B below Pretty Odd, though. So that's where I stand with it. I think I'll put it B above Live in Chicago. It's fair. It's fair. It's a lot of like middle of the road stuff. All right, now we get to a lot of the fun, kind of the album that they're like. I would say probably most known for. I mean, there's there's songs in every single album that somehow oh, not there. Oh my god, that would have pissed people off. I put it in the recordable. <laughs> no. Oh my god. Well, this is the album that like there's there's always certain songs that really hit the public. The, the what, what's what's the word? Enter the public sphere instead of just being in like the alternative niche. Just hit the. Mainstream. And this is one of those albums I think that exactly the mainstream. But this is the the album I think that really solidified them as more than just some. You know, they didn't go on Warp Tour, but not just like an alternative Warp Tour in the background band. This was them being like, listen to these fucking songs, man. Yeah, I mean, he... That is too weird to live, too rare to die. Yeah, he proved a lot of um, pop prowess on this. I mean, this is gospel, yeah. the, basically their number one played song. <laughs> but it's, of it's like one of the number one emo songs there but is. You know what? But it's 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 a, such a great album because it's like, it's so... Mm-hmm. It hones in on a sound at the time that... You know, I think it still kind of stands true today, because a lot of times you have those types of electronic albums. Those like, well, I would consider it like an electronic rock album, and yes. um, you know, it's like a lot of albums had a difficulty having staying power, but this one just has this effect of like, even if you put this it, this album now, fails to show its age. Exactly, you know, and um, I mean, just a bunch of classic tracks, dude. Of course, you mm-hmm. have the um, Vegas Lights is great um nicotine is fantastic um i think my favorite song 
or maybe second or third favorite song is Colorful. It's fantastic. The title track, amazing. The end of all things, fantastic. You know, there's a lot of like highs and lows. Very dynamic, very diverse, and I think overall this actually has my favorite Panic song of all time on it. Which or maybe second, and that's Girls, Girls, Boys. Oh, dude, and don't forget the Nicotine EP either, bro. All the boys. Oh my God! How could I forget? Oh, All the boys is such a good song. I mean, I consider Holy it part crap. of this. Can't fight against these. It's okay. Yeah, fight against. And that sounds like some millennial stuff, but all the boys, man. <laughs> dude. Because it's Don't like leave makeup. Dude, it's just the, the chorus, man. It just goes crazy. I just love the. Melody. I know. I like the melody, dude, especially the ending. Too, you know, it's oh, always God. with with Panic. It's always the little things in in the songs that he does, and to me, it's just that that the the ending of that last chorus. Yeah. Fuck, how does it go? Is it she a dream? And then he's like screaming. Don't you? Oh yeah, my yeah. God, man. It's that so one. So good. Wow. Yeah, man. It's fucking, it's just, it's such it's, a good album. It's the best. I always told you from every artist, there's an album I'd want to make. That's the album I want to make. That's fair. But, um, and his album's actually turning 10 years old. It's fucking wild. <sighs> but that being said, enough dick riding. It's going <laughs> Now here's my thing. It's, it's going, going S tier. It's going above fever in the S in the S category. Yeah, same, same. My <laughs> S tier right now is vices and then too weird to live and fever. Yeah. Whew. So weird now, that there's not a single for me. There's S and we got B, but there's nothing in between. Well, it's gonna change it's gonna change from here on out. Um, oh, I know. <laughs> so let's go now move on. Now we get to, to the uh the meat and potatoes. The Brendan Yuri trilogy. Yes. Starting with Death of a Bachelor. Death of a Bachelor was the second run oh. off of this uh whole pop rock electronic situation again it's it's like you have dials there's there's the pop dial the rock dial and the brendan yuri dial right here with death of a bachelor it's perfect yeah all the dials are just a little up there's nothing that's overblown i think in terms of quality i would i would put fever not fever uh i would put doab higher in terms of quality than too weird to live too rare to die but it's it's like you you got the whole Peter thing right here where it's it's like you know Dallin's about to leave some mm-hmm. of these are a little too much you got the whole vocal thing with the live performances and knocking things down in key you're pushing yourself too hard on the record and then you can't do it in performance you're starting to use the screams in concert but you're going to start to depend on them soon this is like to me I think this is the last perfect album from them because they went on like this huge run you know Pretty Odd is the Black Sheep but between Fever Two Weird Vices and this, you have these four albums that I fail to find something wrong with. You know, I will agree and disagree. <clears throat> I think you said something that I think I think I vibe with very much with the album, and it's that sometimes it can be too much. But mm-hmm. again, I think um, it does have a good balance to it at the end of the day. Like, is there yeah. moments where I'm like, okay, this is... Like when you have those two dynamic moments for me, it's it doesn't make it like an album that I could play all the time because there's like you know, like going back to Too Weird to Live, it's like there's chill songs, there's heavy songs, there's crazy songs, yeah. right? There's a good balance. I feel like Doab is just on cocaine for like ten or eleven. Exactly, tracks, this is all this. high, and it's great. And you know, what? I think you I know? have a bias because this this is the first Panic album that I got to watch come out. You know, you like you follow them, you see the singles come out, and you follow the album, whatever. This oh, yeah, came it was out great, during my senior year. It was a great I was performing out. a bunch of these songs. Exactly. Yeah. I remember this. And then, oh my God, man, the fucking tease with uh, Emperor's New Clothes where you're like, oh my God, look, this is gospel again. And then he turns into the fucking devil. Yeah, dude. That makeup was crazy. Amazing. <laughs> 
And then Golden Days. Oh my god, man. When they announced the breakup, I immediately put this song on. And I was like, damn. Dude, yeah. Damn. Be like, what the hell? <laughs> what Dude. the hell? Oh, I'm just making sure do not disturb modes on because I don't want no one to bother me. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I forgot to do that. That's okay. I'm doing it now. I'm the watch. But yeah, <sighs> I think all those points being said, um, I'm definitely gonna have to put this in uh, the bottom of S. I think it's a fantastic album. But yes, you know, I think is a it's it's better than it's better in a modern era than a lot of other records, but. Mm-hmm. It's still it's the only notch down it has. Oh, it's fantastic. I think because of my bias, I'm gonna put Doe app right below Vices in the S tier. It's fair. It's fair. It's fair. It's fair. It's fair. 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 Because again, you had this. You had this three album run to me that was just like immaculate. You know, not unheard of, but it was just like it, I. It, it's hard for me to find something wrong with these three albums, man. And that might just be because they're you know like the favorite band or whatever. But yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh. <laughs> Moving onward. Sorry. All right, all right, all right. Had to get that. We got a live album me. next. Yeah, we do. So the live. All album. my friends were glorious. Fantastic record. Um, again, I mean, I it was a nice surprise. Saying, I remember when they announced it. I do too. Um, there's a couple good cuts off of this, obviously. Um, yes. Anthony's song, Billy Joel, classic. Oh fuck yeah! Fantastic cover, by the way. You know, mm-hmm. <clears throat> just um, you know, a, a good mix. I think. Here, my two biggest complaints when it comes to live albums is the sound quality and the um, and the set list. Because my thing is, some people play too much of the hits. Some people play too much of the new album. This is a good balance, you know? It's like you this, had a good chunk of the is, new and some of the old, yeah. little fan service, you know? Again, like, that cover is fantastic, it's, it's, you know? Exactly. At this point, the discography that they have is becoming more massive so it kind of makes sense to ignore parts of certain albums yeah uh, i really hate the fact that fever only gets like the medley but i'm glad it's there i hate that uh pretty odd only has nine in the afternoon yeah and i hate that i, th- I don't think that was a great movie. transition no, okay, by the way i don't know if you remember that from I re- what? there was a song i think it went from trade mistakes to nine in the afternoon it was such a fucking good transition though Oh, oh dude, my favorite transition is from moving out to Emperor's New Clothes. Like, those are the two. <sighs> yeah. Like, I, I'm not a big fan of the rest of uh, crazy. this album, to be honest. I'm, I'm not a huge fan of at least the quality of this one. Because, you know, I'll, I'll go back and I'll watch a lot of their live albums but or their uh, live performances. But this one has never, like, sat with me nearly as nice as some of the other ones, except for those two. Because the fucking run he goes on after the, uh, in the end of Emperor's New Clothes, and watch them run. And then he goes, ah, ah, that shit, dude. Oh wow! Fuck! Like that is that is that one part is enough to redeem whatever parts of this live record I don't like. Yeah, dude, hundred percent. Oh my god! This and then he song. did it when we went to see him. Fuck! Fuck! <laughs> All this being said, okay, I'm gonna have to put it in the. Yeah, I'm gonna put it in the bottom of A. I think that's where I'll set it. Huh. I think because of my bias, I'm going to put it in the top of B. It's fair. There's not enough on it for me to be like, oh, yeah, let's put it a bit higher. But there's enough for me to listen to certain live parts of it in a vacuum. Agreed. Okay. Oh, no. Moving on to the sad demise. Uh, So this is where Brandon really took the whole cocaine thing. Not like actual cocaine, but like musically cocaine. Listen, man. 
on on it's on, it's on not even that. Eleven. Uh, it's I understand. Homie is super talented. He loves singing. He loves that. Now he's the front man. I get it. But the problem with this is he added a fourth dial, and that fourth dial was musical <clears> theater because he was on. He did Kinky Boots and whatever, and you can feel all of the influence, especially on this one from that, and it's too fucking much, and it's it hurts hard. my heart. I think the reason I'm bothered by it is because there's good pop alternative and there's bad pop alternative. There's ones that should be played on the radio and there's ones that should be played in Target. And this does definitely deserves to be played in Target. Um, <laughs> I here's the thing. Let's let's go back to when this okay. first came out. Okay. This oh was my like, god! Please, please. This was this was like January. I want to say January 2019, right? That, I'm pretty sure that's 2018. Okay. No, but. Oh, who the fuck? Why is no, this was the summer. Oh, you mean when the, the first single came out? Yes, that was like January, February. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, well, so first you had that Christmas song that was fucking lit. And then it was like maybe one or two Great. weeks later. Fucking, Not on streaming for some reason. Which is fucking ridiculous. But, um, and then after that you had, um, whatchamacallit? Uh, he hit us with the one, two. I forgot the wow. I remember. This is a it was fuck a silver lining and say amen. Say amen. That's what it was. Now, say amen. When that was played, I, I was like, I'd be okay for Doab too. Because you had like the same. Exactly. Kind of, like, exactly. Everything, exactly. You know? But I was like, oh, you want to do the prequel to. Well, this the, Say amen is the prequel to This is Gospel, right? Well, at least from what I read yes, on Reddit. Yes, because then he dies. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then he goes to hell. Yeah. So. See, you know. this to me, because I'm pretty sure I talked about it during the, uh, the Fallout Boy tier list. This to me. This is like the biggest, not finesse, but the biggest betrayal from like a favorite artist that I've had in ages and that I think I will ever have. Because Say Amen comes out and you're like, holy fuck, man. This is exactly what we want. This is just Death of a Bachelor, but you're doing it more and better. Your, your vocals sound better. The whatever, high notes, awesome. And then you get the whole album. And mind you, there's cuts on this that I love. Dancing's Not a Crime is great. Roaring Twenties is good. Uh, King of the Clouds is the shit. Old Fashioned is the reason that I like Old Fashioned as a drink. And Dying in L.A. is a great closer. But motherfucker, how are you going to put Hey Look My I Made It, High Hopes, One of the Drunks, The Overpass? How are you going to put those songs on the same album? as It's just like... It's yeah. such a fucking mixed bag. It's bloated, man. That's the problem. There's too much going on. Exactly, dude. And dude. I remember fucking Brendan and I sat in his car in the <clears> summertime because this came out in June. And we, we were sitting in his car at midnight. We were like, all right, it's going to drop. We sat there and listened to it. We sat for 40 minutes in this parking lot. I think we were at, at the high school listening to it. And I remember we all sat there and I was like, man, there's a couple parts I like. And both Brendan and Isaiah were like, that fucking sucked. <laughs> because They're like, I love them, but that fucking sucked. Because when you first listen to something that you really like from an artist, like you're trying to find the good in it. But over time, like you're like, okay, dog, that wasn't good. Like you, like literally you just going off the list. You only named like three songs that I mm -hmm. like. And it was the two singles and King of the Clouds, and that's it. So, you know, I mean, it's it's disappointing. I mean, is it really his fault? No. Does he want to make that type of music? No. That's fine. But you know what? At the end of the day, it's like, it just, it felt like, he, you know what I feel like, honestly? He probably saw the success from hmm. Doab. He probably thought, you know, in just the past two albums, and he wanted to reach a Billboard hit. I'm not saying that was his number one intention, because a lot of times mm -hmm. I always blame the, the label more for that than really him. <clears throat> but so it doesn't it kind of doesn't help but feel that and i don't hate anybody for trying to yeah. achieve that you know what but this feels like talking about the label i feel like after doab and the the rise of panic in the mainstream and then him being on kinky boots and the the press coverage that he got i feel like especially you know this is what dcd2 and and fueled by ramen they're not gonna constrain him i feel like they were like look can you just put 
give us the piano closer and give us one pop rock song and then do whatever the to be honest want. do what you're going to do because we know it's going to sell well and that that feels like to me that's why say amen exists and that's why dying in la exists yeah, but the rest of it is just him doing his that, thing. dying in la is like a fantastic it's like i would say the top 20 panic song for me because it's, it's pretty good like it's a great like, closer it is um it's not as good as the closer on doab but it, I would it's, just, it's up there i think if i just had to round this out it could have been something great but if he just rounded it about rounded it out a bit more and just again have a bit more dynamics in terms of like just different types of songs and just instead of every song being a party song i think i would have been okay mm-hmm. with it so for that reason is going in the bottom of d so in the bottom of d wow I, uh, I, mean, I would you go know pray for the opinion. wicked probably in like top of C. Damn. Not very far from yours, but no, but not high enough for me to. And you it, know, this is one of those albums. I'm pretty sure in the original ranking, I had it higher. So I'm sure in a couple years or a couple months, I'll come around to it. But it's just like I kind of blame Pray for the Wicked for the end of Panic. Yeah. Because it's it's you know mainstream success leads to more tours. More tours leads to vocal strain. Vocal strain leads to self-doubt you know and being in the mainstream there's more people seeing more people talking more people hating and complaining and then you get the next one and it's clearly it it was too much so i pray for the wicked it's your fucking fault fuck you (laughs) 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 now we love brendan though and finally we do we do phenomenal the most recent uh departure album most recent departure and hated panic album which fucking sucks that's a shame, actually. Uh, I'll defend it a little bit. Oh, no. I, I don't hate it. I'm saying hated. Oh, hated. Oh, excuse me. Yeah, no, I don't hate this album. You're going to hate where I put this album. Probably. And you'll <laughs> probably expect where I'm putting this. But <laughs> Yeah. No, no, no. So, I'll be, I'll be the first to say, I listened to it. I remember the first two weeks. I was like, wow, this is great. I remember the singles coming out. This is actually kind of nice. Like, I wasn't blown away mm-hmm. by it, but I was like, okay. Like, this is something that's kind of middle of the road. Like, the least offensive. I, like, when I say offensive, like, the least like bad that i've heard brendan in about an album cycle or two mm-hmm. um you know i think <clears throat> the title track and um what was the other one that came out after that uh, I, I believe they came they came out in order it was viva and then middle of a breakup local god don't let the light go out in the middle of a breakup right like all that shit like that was cool yes it's like dude it's like 80s like power rock like all this shit like it's mm. cool man give you a disco give and me I'll be honest, like Make i can't i'll look i'll go back and listen to it sometimes like soaker's good um was that one with the clowns dancing and shit that sad video. clown with that sad crazy clown. note that people don't understand what modulation is they're like it's, oh brandon you're not singing on key you like, fucking idiot on tiktok like, dumbass changing keys you dumbass i'm getting so <laughs> it makes me so angry the <laughs> album came out and people were like you, buddy you know you could do another take of the song and you're like that's th- the point is the modulation that's the whole idea yeah and then um yeah but aside from a couple good tracks there's also ones that could, it's not like there was any bad tracks it just felt like there was some tracks here that could yes there was star spangled banger is an abomination of a song i mean it could have it's not that it was bad i just think it could have been better like a lot of them just didn't reach full we potential. are electric angels yeah so <laughs> see this for me is another it's not as bad as say amen where it, it's like a you know the first single sounds nothing like the album but it definitely is uh in the same vein you know because the title track comes out 
And to me, I was like, this is this is perfect. This is like, say, amen. This is this feels like pray for the wicked, but better. Okay, fine. Middle of a breakup. I, I fucking loved. Most people didn't. I loved it. Local God I love. Uh, Don't Let the Light Go Out was very nice, especially watching them perform it. And then the album comes out, and it's like, you know, to me, there's this really good run of Say Louder, Sugar Soaker, something about Maggie and Sad Clown, where I'm just like, there are a couple of those songs, you know, that you would lump in together that I can't listen to individually. I can only listen to them in the order every yeah. single time. And it's those four <clears throat> I'm down for. But then you have Star Spangled Banger. To me, I lump in with uh, that song by Eminem, Like Home, where I can't even fucking listen to them because yeah. they are just atrocious to me. Uh, All By Yourself is fine. Definitely feels like he's appealing to the 12-year-old with the posters in the room because, you know, that's one of the lyrics. And then of course. Do It To Death. I hate... That do it to death feels like the opposite of what it should have been. He tried to do he tried to do the polar opposite of the piano closer because I'm sure he was tired of it. Wanted something different, and then in the ending, you do the callback to the title track in the beginning. And by doing something like that, you're like, listen, this is a whole this whole thing you just listened to is a single idea. It's a single thing together. It's a single story. Whatever. No, it's not. Mm. This album tonally is all over the fucking place. Do not come to me in the last 10 seconds with that somber shut up and go to bed to call back to the first song as if you had this idea and now you've followed through on this idea. Don't fucking lie to me. Okay? It's cool. Callback is nice. It's very somber. It's a nice way to end it, especially with those strings, but it's it's just kind of, it felt more like a stab, <laughs> a stab in the back to mm. close with something like that than it would have if you had a certain certain couple of songs tweaked, you know? yeah no i hear you i mean i'm not necessarily disappointed by this album but i'm not gonna put it anywhere near the top i mean i'm only disappointed by the lack of potential reach i mean i kind of agree with you but i mean there were that's what i mean though like you just kind of echoed it like there's a lot of incomplete ideas and they just kind of went astray so mm -hmm. yeah i could see how you feel offended by that because it's like it's 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 almost like you're promising this one thing and you're not really achieving that or it just doesn't seem very logical or maybe even some could consider it a bit rushed and maybe he mm -hmm. had like the idea of just like saying fuck panic throughout this whole album obviously and he was just like let me just i wonder if he made that decision now. like doing this album where he was like look uh it's clear that people aren't gonna like the direction i'm gonna take this because it's not the same as what it used to be and it's gonna continue to change so i need to well, finish this and be done with it i mean it's hard to say whether hate really gets to him possibly i mean that's the vibe be, that i'm getting it'd be a shame if that was the case but i don't know i mean when you my opinion is i think that's a pretty folly statement because when you've been dealing with hate for like 20 years anyway because yeah. when panic first came they didn't like it because they were part of the emo scene and i was kind of getting a bad rap mm -hmm. at the time that was like when the soundcloud rappers came in so like that was a whole generation of youth i was like no fuck you you're fucking weird shut the fuck up mm -hmm. <laughs> pretty pretty odd came out then it's like oh why you don't go back to the emo shit what are you doing and fucking uh vices came out why are you guys trying to do the same ideas again the too weird to live uh the what why, happened why, to Ryan Rollins? why why are you what happened Ryan, why are you going pop now what what's this and then do up came what's out. Your like, why are you trying to go for billboard hits pray for the wicked why are you trying to go for billboard <laughs> hits <laughs> and now you get to be us and yeah. it's like what it's like what is this shit <laughs> it's yeah, like panic has always existed in this pocket of just like you can't passionate fans but very hateful people yeah i mean that's every fan base you know why because it's like people are exactly. pussy. people are pussies and can't accept the fact that you know what it is 
I mean, this is kind of a prelude to the main episode. Or, well, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't care. But, you know, we're going to talk about, <laughs> I'm, at least I'm going to talk about Yachty's uh, Let's Start Here album, you know? A lot of people, oh, yeah. A lot of people hate it when something that they're not used to takes a left turn. And I disagree. I said, to me, that means you're small minded and you can't accept change. I mean, that's the whole point of art, yes. man. And that's where it stands exactly. for me. That being you're said, you're not supposed to just put out the same album every other year. No, and give Panic the credit, man. I mean, they put out, like, they reinvented every fucking album they went on, whether it was just brand new. Oh, yeah. Or every album has its own individuality. Yeah. But that doesn't change the fact that this album's kind of a piece of shit. So I'm going to have to put... <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. It's not a piece of shit. To me, it's not a piece of shit. I'll be honest with you. At first, I thought that. But once I gave it time, I was like, it's not bad. I just think that if he worked on it maybe for a couple more months, he probably would have had something a bit better. So because of that, it goes to the top of C tier, in my opinion. So We're, we're going to be similar then. I'm going to put it in the bottom. No, I'm going to put it in the middle of B. Right below uh, All My Friends Were Glorious. That's fair. I'm not really mad about that. It's like it's not a bad record. I mean, it's is it not. Ca- is it's, it kind of is it kind of like, disappointing that it was a last Panic album? Yeah, but it's like yes, do I really. I feel like I, we definitely needed like a, a Doab two to go off of. Nah, not even that. Just like you know, just do the album, but right or at least like not right. It's not that it's done wrong. <laughs> I'll keep going back to it. It's just the expectation. No. What it just feels clumsy. Exactly, and that's the problem with most of these albums. It's the expectation versus what it really is. You forget that it's he's, he's Panic is not a machine. You know, you can't just be like, I want this, and then they give it to you. Otherwise, that's not, there's no fun in that. Yeah, basically. So, this is one dude and his his artistic vision for what he wants to do next. Exactly. But I think that shows the rankings. Give us hate or give us praise for our taste. I don't really give a shit. This is our opinions. Um, let's plug the new stuff, or sorry, the old stuff, technically. Uh, there you go. All right, all right, all right. So that's your gig. Yes, Oscar yeah. nominations and the end of Panic at the Disco, yeah. which is where this this idea came from, the tier list. We talk about Panic, we talk about Oscar noms, we talk about albums and our new reviews, and we stream. So check out the streams. We're going to be doing one today, even though you're not going to be able to know that it's happening today. Uh, every Tuesday, Tuesday or Thursday, we'll, we'll usually put out what we're going to do. Uh, and then before that, we had the snack time. Uh, the second tier list, which was the Fallout Boy tier list. You know, they got the new album coming out. We had to hop on it. A couple weeks ago, we did the Ultimate Star Wars tier list. Yeah. We got a lot of them, man. And they're going to keep coming. So if you have any ideas or wants for tier list, put them below. We'll take mm-hmm. take a look. Have you ever met anything, Bull? Uh, we're on Instagram, <laughs> TikTok, Twitter, YouTube. Do we have a YouTube? Yeah, we have YouTube. We have five YouTube We have channels. so many YouTubes. We have the main channel. We're going to be keep posting pods and other new videos coming soon. We have YouTube Shorts. Yes. That's where I post my little short videos. You get snippets. You go check out the exactly. main channel. Miguel does the clips. That's the segmented parts of these episodes. You can go check that shit out over there. If you don't have time for an hour mm-hmm. podcast, that's fine. We got you for five or ten minutes at least. Maybe we can convince you to stick around for the hour. <laughs> I don't know. Um, we have fitness and gaming that's coming very soon. We're building up the content for that as we speak. We're getting those together. Yeah, troubleshooting the, the so tech side too. Go subscribe because the videos are going to, we'll try, I'll set a loose date of sometime next month that we're going to be actually getting those videos out. Um, I think that sounds uh, like a pretty I'm going to start working on fitness goal. come this Monday. Yeah, I'm gonna me too. Well, I mean, I've been taking, get, getting up. on the cut. Yeah, boy. Um, so uh, I'm going to have to document that and then look out for the streams channel. We just, but usually when we stream it, there's like the hour podcast in there but there's like another 40 minutes in between of just like troubleshooting and us saying stupid shit listen to that if you yeah. just want something on in the background that's there too there you go that's the plugs for this uh, week uh make sure to check us out follow us everywhere uh goodbye goodbye <laughs>